Today on Hardwired. Paul says, when people are saying everything is peaceful and secure, all right, we got a peace treaty, everything is peaceful and secure. Then disaster will fall on them as suddenly as a pregnant woman's labor pains begin and there will be no escape. The European Union's influence, that is revived Rome, is currently growing at a phenomenal rate. And it's clearly a candidate for this resurrection of the Roman Empire. Welcome to Hardwired with Pastor Jeff Wickwire. Whether you find yourself in a good place, maybe in a difficult place, or possibly even in a very lonely place, let me encourage you that you've come to the right place. Now, if you're not able to stick around with us for all of today's program, you can always listen to it at our website, hardwired.org. You may have been listening to the program for a while or possibly just tuned in. Well, I want you to know that we do this for you. With a world that is searching and coming up empty, it's nice to know you can land on this message of hope and truth, something we all need to hear. So let's jump right in with today's program. Here's Pastor Jeff to tell us what's coming up in today's edition of Hardwired. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Hardwired. Thank you so much for joining us and making us a part of your busy day. Well, on Hardwired, we've been going through the book of Revelation. We're in the final half, and today we're beginning chapter 18. And in chapter 18, we literally have John predicting that Babylon, ancient Babylon, is going to literally be physically reborn during the Great Tribulation time period. Well, we're going to look at evidence that that's already happening right now, and certainly the stage is set for chapter 18 to be completely fulfilled. So, without any further ado, let's grab a Bible, something to write with, and let's jump right into chapter 18 of the book of Revelation. I can't wait to share part two of the message, Babylon is Reborn. Daniel was told by an angel. He had a vision and he said, as you watched, Daniel, this is Daniel chapter 2, 34. As you watched, a rock was cut out from a mountain, but not by human hands. It struck the feet of iron and clay, smashing them to bits. The feet of iron and clay is the revived Roman Empire. If you've been here with us, you know that. But the feet of iron and clay is the revived Roman Empire. And he will smash it to bits. The whole statue was crushed into small pieces of iron, clay, bronze, silver, and gold. Then the wind blew them away without a trace, like shaft on a threshing floor. But the rock that knocked the statue down became a great mountain that covered the whole earth. Well, the rock is the rock that does not roll. Amen? The rock is Jesus Christ, the rock of offense, the chief cornerstone. That's who that's talking about. The stone cut without hands out of the mountain is Jesus Christ, the rock of ages, who will return to earth to destroy the one world revived Roman Gentile government headed by the Antichrist. He will. Now, I know this sounds very dramatic, and it almost sounds like something somebody would sit down and write. But remember, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. This is the revelation of Jesus Christ, given to his servant John. The word is apocalypsis, and what it means is something that has always been hidden, but now it's revealed. So we get to read something tonight, study something tonight, that for ages and ages was hidden to mankind, but now we are privy to it. Amen? So we ought to feel very, very blessed. Amen. So this time I want to explore if ancient Rome is already making a comeback. 
is ancient Rome already making a comeback? Because the book of Revelation says it will be revived in its characteristics and in its location. So reading from John's Revelation in chapter 17, the revived Roman Empire is the eighth kingdom that we're about to read about. John speaks of in verse 11. Here's verse 11, Revelations chapter 17. The beast who once was and now is not is an eighth king. He belongs to the seven and he is going to his destruction. Now this eighth king who's over a kingdom will be the Antichrist and his kingdom during the tribulation. That's what he's talking about. It's very possible that the revival of the Roman Empire has in fact already begun in the form of the European Union. Now track with me. The European Union, do a little bit of history here. The European Union started in 1948 with Belgium, Holland, and Luxembourg. The European Union. From there it grew to, yes, 10 nations with the addition of Greece in 1981. But now there's 27 nations in it as of 2022. The rest that are connected somehow are associate members or they have observer status. But the European Union now consists of 27 different nations. Now, these statistics that I'm sharing with you tonight may be completely dated in three months because everything is in a state of flux and change. But the prophecy of Daniel and the prophecy of John, the revelator, are going to hold true regardless, I guarantee you, European, the, the Rome is going to be resurrected, and I believe it may very well come by way of the European Union. Let me just look at some uncanny characteristics of the European Union. First, the EU has as its symbol a woman riding atop a beast. The statue on the screen is located outside the EU office in Brussels right now. A woman riding a beast. Am I a conspiracy theorist, conspiracy nut? No. But isn't that interesting? It's just interesting. Everybody say to me, interesting. Because John said, I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet-colored beast, full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns, describing the revival of the Roman Empire. Now here's the EU, and that's their symbol. Not only that, I found a coin, an EU coin. Let's show that real quickly. What is it? A woman atop a beast, the symbol of the EU. Can that just kind of be an uncanny coincidence or is there something to that? I don't know. I'm just showing you something that I find interesting. Everybody say interesting. See, I, to me, to me, out of the million possible symbols for the EU they could have picked, I mean, anybody that deals with graphics and coming up with how are we going to depict what we stand for and all that, the fact that they've come up with that, and that's what John saw 20 centuries ago, interesting. The European Union is presently at the forefront of calling for Israel and the Palestinians to come to a peace table. And that's what Antichrist will do. Everybody follow me. Antichrist will broker a peace treaty between the Jews and the Arabs, and that's what will thrust him on to the world stage. He'll broker a peace treaty. He'll cause them to finally make a treaty to live in peace. Nobody's been able to do that, and many presidents have tried. It will be just such, the European Union is presently at the forefront of trying to make that happen. 
Okay? It will be that kind of peace negotiation, according to Daniel chapter 9, verse 26 and 27, that will spawn a seven-year peace treaty orchestrated by Antichrist. If you were to wake up in the morning and you were to see that some European political leader has brokered a peace treaty between the Jews and Arabs and they're really sitting down at the table to sign it and they sign it, lift up your head. Because that is the start of the Great Tribulation. Amen? So I'm taking you where everything is headed according to the Word of God. Listen to what Isaiah calls this covenant. He says, this will be a covenant Israel makes with hell. Isaiah 28, 15. You boast. We've entered a covenant. Isaiah says, but with death, with the realm of the dead, we've made an agreement. When an overwhelming scourge sweeps by, it cannot touch us, for we have made a lie our refuge and falsehood our hiding place. The lie and the falsehood are the Antichrist. That's the Antichrist. I believe he's the great delusion Paul talks about in Thessalonians, where he says, because they didn't receive the the love of the truth and the message of the truth, God will send them a strong delusion that they would believe not a lie, but he has the definite article in front of it, the lie, the one and only, the ultimate lie, the lie. Not any old lie, the lie. Well, what's the lie? It's the Antichrist. He'll be the lie. Paul says, when people are saying everything is peaceful and secure, all right, we got a peace treaty, everything is peaceful and secure, then disaster will fall on them as suddenly as a pregnant woman's labor pains begin, and there will be no escape. The European Union's influence, that is, revive Rome, is currently growing at a phenomenal rate, and it's clearly a candidate. It's a candidate. I'm not saying for sure, but I'm saying to me, is certainly a leading candidate for this resurrection of the Roman Empire. No doubt about it. It may just be the scarlet beast with 10 heads. European Union. You saw the picture. The European Parliament. Now let's talk about the Parliament. You got the Union, then you got the Parliament. The European Parliament is the parliamentary side of the European Union and has been described as one of the most powerful legislatures in the world. Now watch this. The European Parliament has established a senior-ranking, high representative who has the power, one person, who has the power to call a council in the Union at any time and to execute emergency powers. I'm always wary when I hear that. Oh, we, we better institute emergency powers. You know, everybody get that mask on. Everybody stay home. Everybody take that shot. Anytime government tells me they're using emergency powers, I get immediately paranoid. It's that old saying. The worst thing you can ever hear is, I'm the government and I'm here to help. Right? But watch this. This is right now in existence in the EU. They have established a senior ranking high representative who has the power to call a council at any time and to declare emergency powers over whatever. One actual document of the European Union is entitled Recommendation 666. I looked this up. It's as real as rain. I'm going to say that again because some of you went kaboom. Listen, one actual document they produced is entitled Recommendation 666. 
In December of 1998, at their Vienna summit, the then head of the EU created the Office of High Representative for Common Foreign and Security Policy. Out of over 1,150 documents generated by that summit in 1998, the document that created the post of High Representative was recommendation number 666. The move created what would amount to the most powerful position in the world. The power is essentially applicable in the event of a military emergency. Recommendation 666 gives one person special emergency powers and the authority to act on behalf of the EU. How are you doing that, calling an emergency session under Recommendation 666? Very interesting for any student of prophecy, you must admit. Before Pastor Jeff comes back to wrap things up for us today, I'd like to share a couple of important things with you. Let me encourage you to take a minute and check out our website, hardwired.org. You'll find today's program along with all of Pastor Jeff's messages. There's a growing list of great things to check out at the site. So hop on over and check it out, hardwired.org. That's hardwired.org. And be sure to tell your friends about the program. We know you're being blessed by it. I'm sure your friends will be as well. We're here to reach as many people for the Lord as we can. So getting the word out will help us on this mission. And that's what this program is all about. And Pastor Jeff's back now for the conclusion of today's program. Again, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm really not. I'm very level-headed. I check things. I study things. I look at my sources. I don't just get up and blab stuff that I saw on the internet, even though most of the internet is true, right? Come on, everybody. <laughs> I, I dig. I don't just go looking for anything. So could Antichrist, I'm asking you, one day serve as that one person acting on behalf of the EU under recommendation 666? Remember what John wrote. Let's look at it. He, Antichrist, required everyone, small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to be given a mark on the right hand or on the forehead. Let me posit something for you tonight. Listen carefully to me. Here's a question. Have you ever wondered how in the world is he going to get the whole world to, to go along with all of that? To take this mark, could it be it's a financial, worldwide financial emergency? And as the head of Recommendation 666, as the head, he declares emergency powers and says everybody needs to get this mark to get the finances straight, to turn this around. I'm just tossing it out. Verse 17, no one could buy or sell anything without that mark which was either the name of the beast or the number representing his name. Now here's verse 18. Wisdom is needed here. Let the one with understanding solve the meaning of the number of the beast. For it's the number of a man, his number is 666. Well, could recommendation 666 granting one man unequal power be the Bible prophecy fulfillment? This what I do know. Time will tell. Now, when you look at the EU's Fairly new glass parliament building. It's like something out of the space age. It is a magnificent, incredible architectural structure. The seats of its massive semicircular design, they've been described as looking like Star Trek space machines. The seats. The tower building, okay, of EU's parliament building. All right? 
tower building houses the fifth parliament of Europe. And the legislative amphitheater has 679 seats, each assigned to a particular lawmaker. One of those seats is 666. Coincidence? I'm throwing it out. In 1999, a man named Javier Solana became the high representative for the European Union's foreign and security policy. And through recommendation number 666, he was given emergency powers over the military wing of the European Union in 2000. He has since been replaced. But the position is what is important. Will it one day be occupied by Antichrist? Maybe. He'll sit in seat 666, and that will be the number associated with his name. If the European Union is the revival of the Roman Empire, and these things are not just coincidence, it could very well be. I mean, I'm throwing it out. I'm very hesitant to ever say, this is it. But I will tell you, it's interesting. Everybody say with me, this is interesting. Huh? Yeah. I do know this. The prediction of John's revelation are quite possibly being fulfilled in front of our very eyes right now. The Antichrist's seat will soon be occupied. The world is primed for his full and final appearance. No doubt about it. The Bible says that ultimately the Lord will destroy him by the spirit of his mouth and by the brightness of his coming. The coming of the Lord is near. Can we say that together? The coming of the Lord is near. Can we say it again? The coming of the Lord is near. Yet John's not through. Let's go a little further tonight. I know I've given you a lot. I'm doing this in slow teaspoonfuls. I'm going slow because this is a lot. But folks, I think prophecy is being fulfilled all around us. Let's do a quick review. Let me just, let's do a review to bring us up to speed. Follow with me. We've looked at John's prediction of ancient Rome being revived in the last days and that it would consist of a ten-nation confederacy or a beast with ten heads. Ten nations. We've seen this has already begun through the European Union of today, which began with the ten ten full-member nations. This political entity may very well be with the Antichrist. It may very well be what he seizes and uses to gain power during the Great Tribulation. It would be perfect. It's in Europe. If you get into that position, you've got control over the world. It's perfect. And he will one day gain power during the Great Tribulation. We've also observed what John called the Great Harlot. The Great Harlot is an apostate religious system pictured as a woman riding atop a beast that the EU adopted as its symbol. She will appear beautiful on the outside, impressive. This abomination that I saw today happening with that drag queen, was in a beautiful, impressive building. John is so clear that the great harlot will be bedecked with gold and jewels and splendor and magnificent materialistic wealth. This building, this happened in today. You know, I didn't get to see the whole thing, but just looking at it, I'm going to say 100 million. So impressive. But this harlot is drunk with the blood of God's saints and an abomination on the inside. That's what I saw today, this splendor, but an abomination on the inside. Maybe I ran across it so I could apply that to what we're reading tonight. 
because I, I haven't seen anything like it. It just blew me away. Beautiful outside, abominable inside. I'd rather have ugly outside, but beautiful in Christ on the inside. Amen? Yeah. That great harlot, that apostate religious system will be the vehicle used by the Antichrist, the beast, to persecute and kill true believers in the great tribulation. Amazingly, it's a woman riding atop a beast that the EU, is, I've already mentioned it, has selected as their symbol. John's description of the harlot carried on the back of the beast suggests a dynamic, demonic duo. One political, the other religious. And they will come on the world scene during the Great Tribulation. Antichrist, the political ruler, will be charismatic, mesmerizing, charming, captivating. The false prophet, the religious leader, who I think could very well be, I don't want to offend anybody, a pope. Because what other religious leader in the world has the ear of the world like the pope? That's conjecture as well. Could be. But together, they will bring the earth under their spell. And that's what you've got here. That's what you've got going on. Their demonic union won't last. We're coming to the close tonight. But I want to read this. Closes chapter 17, describing the fate of the harlot. He says in verse 15, Then the angel said to me, The waters you saw where the prostitute, that is the great harlot, sits, that means on the waters of the whole world, are peoples, multitudes, nations, and languages. Her influence touches the whole world. Verse 16, the beast, the Antichrist, and the ten horns, the ten nations in league with Antichrist, you saw, listen folks, will one day hate the prostitute. They will bring her to ruin and leave her naked. They will eat her flesh and burn her with fire. In other words, they will destroy her. Verse 17, for God has put it into their hearts to accomplish his purpose by agreeing to give the beast their power to rule until God's words are fulfilled. Verse 18, the woman you saw is the great city that rules over the kings of the earth. Now, here's what he's saying. Antichrist, if there was ever a megalomaniac, if there was ever somebody that wakes up in the morning and looks in the mirror and sings, there is none like you, it's Antichrist. The ultimate narcissist, the ultimate megalomaniac, the ultimate self-worshipper, he's going to let this apostate religious system exist three and a half years into the tribulation. But when he decides, I'm going to walk into the temple and I'm going to declare myself God and I'm going to commit the abomination that makes desolate, he turns on this religious system and stomps it and destroys it. Why? Because there ain't nobody going to be worshipped but me. So he destroys it halfway in. So that false religious system is going to come to a terrible end at the hands of the Antichrist. Now, just when the world is resting in a false security, Antichrist is going to break his covenant. As I just said, he's going to walk into that temple, declare himself to be God, and commit the abomination of desolation. And that abomination of desolation, folks, is the trigger point for the final three and a half years of the Great Tribulation, which by far are the worst of the seven years. The artificial security the world has been under is going to be shattered. Now, whereas chapter 17, we're, we're closing now, but I'm, let me just say this to set up next week. Whereas chapter 17 reveals the appearance of the great harlot, which is an apostate religious system, 
a religious, as we might say, a religious Babylon, a religious confusion. Chapter 18 depicts the destruction of a literal Babylon. So chapter 17, you've got the religious Babylon destroyed. Chapter 18, you've got a literal geographical city called Babylon. And here is where we're gonna see the Antichrist world system collapsing in chapter 18. Thanks for tuning in today to Hardwired with Pastor Jeff Wickwire. With the busy schedule everyone has these days, it means the world to us that you would take this time to listen. Let us know how it has touched your heart by calling us at 877-884-3111. You can also connect with us at our website, hardwired.org. It's no secret that our country has had some extreme challenges over the last year or two. People have been going through depression, isolation, emotional pains, disillusionment, and more, and are looking for something to grab a hold of for security. Well, the answer is not in something, it's someone, Jesus Christ. And that's what this program is all about. So here's how you can help us get this message out. Being a listener-supported program means we rely on the financial partnership of our listeners, which means you. And we believe that these messages with Pastor Jeff are making a difference in your life. So this is how you can make a difference to ours. You can contribute by giving us a call at 877-884-3111 or at our website, hardwired.org. 877-884-3111 or go to hardwired.org. Thank you for your very generous gifts. God bless, and thanks for listening to Hardwired. Hi, everybody. This is Jeff Wickwire, host of the Hardwired broadcast, and I'm so excited to tell you about this month's offer for you, our listeners. For a gift of $40 or more, we want to send you the beautiful new Bible put out by Tyndale called Immerse the Reading Bible. Our offer contains a beautiful reads-like-butter New Testament featuring the New Living Translation. The Immersed Bible New Testament contains no chapters, no verses, just like the original manuscripts in which the Bible was written, so that it reads more like a story. It also comes with an eight-week reading plan, maps, and a helpful summary of every New Testament book. So if you want to try a really unique approach to your daily Bible reading, just go to hardwire.org and click Donate Now to give your gift of $40 or more. We'll send you the Immerse Bible immediately. And thanks once again for your support of Hardwired. Every dollar we receive will go toward reaching the world with God's Word.